Welcome to the Destiny Church 217 podcast, where we share the sermon of the week from Destiny Church. After the message, check out the show notes for links and more information on how to get connected with Destiny. Let's get into the message. This is a really good day. <clears throat> I, I always enjoy the celebration. My wife was telling me this morning, are you really excited? Are you? And I said, yeah, I'm as excited as I was Last week and the week before that, I'm excited every time I get to come and, and work for the Lord and, and uh, stand in his presence and talk to people about Jesus. And uh, this is just a new place, uh, whether it's a strip mall uh, or it's here, the power of the Lord is here. And we're going to see some great things in this building, some great things in this neighborhood. I'm believing for a great move of God and the power of the Holy Spirit to be elevated in your life and in my life, and we just press on and we make a difference in the community, really. Because if the church disappears and no one knows it, that's kind of sad. So we need to be involved in our community, and that's your opportunity this week. Um, Besides taking one of these cards when you go home today, um, this week, Levi, where's Levi at? Levi, where are you? There you are. Levi's right there. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 4.30. Right here at the campus, we've got door hangers that are going to go on the doorknobs of homes. You don't have to knock. It's not, you know, ring and run or ding dong and ditch them or whatever you played when you were a kid. Just hanging on the doorknob. It's, it's a very low impact evangelistic move for you. But we'd like to canvas the neighborhood with a special video that I shot just for our neighbors. Okay, so it has a little QR code on it. It just says, hey, we're glad to be in the neighborhood. We're so super happy to be your neighbor. So, um, and it's just a personal message from me to the neighborhood. So if you'd help Levi and his group pass that out this coming week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 4.30, or just see Levi, maybe you'll be by the information center with Chuck and Christine on the way out today. Great, awesome. Praise the Lord. Cheryl and I, um, I mentioned... Uh, last week that we'd been married with 37, 38 years. Well, for our 25th wedding anniversary, we took a cruise. I don't know if you've ever taken a cruise, anybody? Cruises haven't been real popular the last two years uh, because of, uh, oh, can we, can we just welcome our online uh, family? They have been missing us. We haven't been streaming for the last month or so, and so we're very excited to have our online, our online family with us today. I know there's people tuning in from all over the place, so welcome in the name of the Lord. And uh, well, we took a cruise for our 25th wedding anniversary. It was uh, amazing. It was really one of the first vacations that I took that at the end of it, um, I'm walking off the gangplank, I look at Cheryl and I said, if they'd ask us to do this again, I would do it right now. Uh, get right back on that ship and do it again. Uh, most vacations, you need a vacation from when you're done, right? You're exhausted and like, I, I got to work tomorrow. But this was like, it was, it was refreshing. It was exhilarating. It was just such a great time. And uh, I'd love to do it again sometime. Uh, the food, of course, was amazing. Um, a different restaurant every night. You'd be in a different restaurant. And then you'd be assigned a waiter and a table. So you'd go from this restaurant to the next restaurant. And poof, the waiter that was with you at the last restaurant is now at you with you at this restaurant. And by the end of the week, they know your names. And they know you want three ice creams for dessert. And, well, Hannah did. And, uh, and uh, so they, it was really just a, a, a great a great experience. And to be on a, on a ship that size, it, it, it takes a lot of people to run a ship like that. Um, I mean, just for dinner, you get the hostess and the cooks and, and all the people that check you in, the food servers. 
as I thought about that in our day today, I, I looked online at uh, the jobs openings that were on cruise ships. Uh, not because I was looking for a job. Uh, I have plenty to do here. Um, uh, but uh, there's the entertainers, the musicians, the dancers, the singers, the stewards, the deckhands, the roommate service, the activity director, the excursion leaders, the purser, the deck officers, the technical officers, the engine room workers, the radio officers, the HR manager, the retail managers, the photo manager, the youth activity manager, the cruise activity, you getting the, you getting the hint, hint here? Shore excursion manager, accountant, IT manager, program director, gift shop worker, hairdresser, electrician, uh, plumber, janitor, the bathrooms, the masseuse, the bookkeeper, the ship's doctor and nurse, the dock staff for loading and unloading all the stuff, and then of course, the captain. <laughs> You're old if you know who that is. I'm just telling you that right now. <laughs> Take a look at this cruise ship. This is the uh, celebrity cruise ship, not a super large uh, cruise ship. It's kind of middle of the road. I looked at several, and it's kind of right in the middle. It's called the Constellation. It's three football fields long, weighs 91,000 tons, and the amount of food they go through in a week's long cruise, 676 gallons of ice cream, half of which is mine. <laughs> 1,700 gallons of milk, 46,000 eggs, 3,000 turkeys, poor guys, 10,000 chickens, and 22,000 pounds of beef. 1,000 passengers. It holds exactly the constellation, the celebrity constellation holds exactly 1,000 customers. And then there are, uh, I have that backwards, 2,000 customers, 2,000, but 1,000 crew. So it's a two-to-one ratio for, every, for you and your spouse to go, there's a crew person for you there. That's a pretty, pretty astounding statistic that a third of the people on that boat are worker bees. They're not sitting in their stateroom looking out the window with a fancy drink and an umbrella in it. They're downstairs doing laundry. And they're making, they're making it happen. And... Uh, I'm talking about the hidden element today. The hidden element. Throughout the ages, the church has been likened unto a boat, a ship. I've used this metaphor many times, but why the ship? Why the metaphor of a boat? Well, the ship is thrown out into the seas of disbelief, worldliness, persecution, and then finally reaching the safe harbor of heaven. There's been songs sung about it for years, poems written about it for decades. Part of the imagery of the ship comes from the fact that we were all saved via the ark back in the day. Jesus, then in the New Testament, protecting Peter's boat from sinking in Mark chapter 4. The symbol of the ship was used early in the church as a disguise. They would show a ship instead of a cross, noting that the cross beams of the ship made a cross. And so it was also determined that a ship would be identifiable as the church. 
And no matter where you look, you'll always see Jesus at the helm of the boat. There's a few pictures out there with some young, dark-headed lad, a hold of that, and Jesus is standing with his hand on his shoulder like this. And, and, and then the old bumper sticker that says, Jesus is my co-pilot. I'd much rather have Jesus be the pilot. Amen. Straight up, just, be, just have your hand on the wheel. Jesus, take the wheel. The symbolism of the gospel ship actually says that one day our life We'll get through this storm and we'll be in the safe harbor of heaven. In Isaiah 58, 12, on our cornerstone, it says, the people, us, will be, rebuild the ancient ruins and raise up the age-old foundation and be called the repair of broken walls, restorer of streets and dwellings, and that's what I want this place to be in this community. The gospel ship. The gospel ship is how we get conveyed, if you will, from point A to point B, from here to heaven. And it's by grace, through faith, in our captain. Captain of the ship. I mean, that's quite the job, isn't it? He walks around, oh, captain, what a, what a, great, what a great cruise we're having. What a great opportunity. But all the while, there's a thousand people below deck. Not getting the, pack on the pat on the back. Not getting the attaboys. I'm talking about the behind-the-scenes element, the hidden element. It's like parenting, right? At home, I want some milk. How do you ask for it? Please, can I have some milk? Yes, you may have some milk. I don't want to do that. How do you say you don't want to? Please, I don't want to do that. Stop hitting your sister. On and on. How, p- parenting is like, you don't get a break. 24 hours a day, day in and day out. And kids turn out being brats because parents get tired of being a parent. They go, whatever, go watch Rugrats or whatever. That was the one we didn't let Hannah watch when she was a kid. I don't know what that was about, but I just didn't like the name of the show. I don't think it was. But there comes that moment, right? You take them out to lunch or out to dinner or someplace and they behave themselves. They actually behave themselves, right? They said, and then some little old lady who's been a parent, Cheryl's mother, she was notorious for this. She'd find, should I tell them the whole story? This is what she would normally do. She'd come over and give them money. Your children are so well behaved. And she'd just start handing them money. That's what her mom would do. Because her mom knew what it was. All the hours that were not seen behind the scenes. The hidden element of parenting doesn't happen at McDonald's. That's the showroom. That's where you find out at the checkout lane at Walmart whether or not little Joey is well behaved or not. I remember the first time Hannah decided she was going to throw a tantrum at Juba's was the name of the supermarket in Blue Rip, Minnesota. She threw herself down because I wasn't going to get her or something. I just stepped over. I said, I hope you can get home. Hope you can get home. <laughs> Got up. Okay. That's not going to work. <laughs> right? But it's the hours behind the scenes. It's the hidden element in parenting. It's the hidden element in the church that makes this thing move forward. 
My, uh, I'm not a big country western fan, I'm a music fan, but my brother-in-law's big time country western fan. He, he decided he, we were all gonna go to Garth Brooks together. This is like, I don't know, four or five years ago when they were over at Champaign. And we were driving somewhere, and he goes, let's, let's go to Garth Brooks. I said, yeah, all right, whatever, whatever. So he's online, and he goes, bought the tickets. He goes, they're $250 a piece. I'm like, you do what? We're going to see Garth Brooks, and it's going to cost me $250 a piece to go see him. Oh, yeah, they're great seats. All right, fine. That's a whole other story, but we went. <laughs> we went. We went. We had pretty decent seats, and uh, Garth was amazing. And, I'm, and everybody wanted to go up and shake Garth's hand because he stays out around. He's a super entertainer. He stays on the stage afterwards and he's shaking hands. And then he sends the whole band home. He says, go on home if you want to go home. If you want to go home, go home. You guys, and he just, they start yelling out songs and he just starts singing songs. Just him and his guitar at the end. It was just an amazing concert. But being such as I am, like people like Aaron who put this entire room together, we walk into a room and we go, oh, LED lights. Oh, look at that. I wonder how they did that. That's amazing. You know, but the masses generally just go, oh, Garth, oh, Garth, oh, Garth. But you know, all the people from the bus driver down to the deckhand to the people with the blisters on, to the people that are there till four o'clock in the morning taking it all down, putting it on a bus so he can be at the next show by the next night at seven o'clock, working all night long. Those are the hidden element of oftentimes we forget all the work that goes into the cruise ship, to parenting, to a concert, to doing what we've done here. Talking about the hidden element. All the efforts, all the hours, all the tears, the behind the scenes. On the big ship, there's just a handful of officers who are visible on the bridge, the crew below. Um... It's the engine room crew, right? The, the carry out all the other stuff. Well, here, we don't have an engine crew, but we do have a janitorial team. Nursery workers right now that are watching some of your kids. The educational team, the first impressions team who greeted you this morning, who helped park your car, who made you a cup of coffee, who readied the nursing mother's room. The prayer team, the deacon team, and on and on the list goes. And while most visible often gets the kudos, oh, pastor, that was great. I was like, I just painted a lot, pretty much. It's the below deck crew. It's the worker bees. It's the engine crew. I'm talking about the hidden element. And so if you're one of them for this place, thank you. Thank you. This is our family day together here today. Next week, we'll have a bunch of people, maybe for the first time, that don't know us. But I want you to know, as family, you guys are awesome. You really are. I mean, I, mean, I, painted, I was painting with Libby and, and Nick. They got plenty to do, and they come out and help me paint in an evening. It's awesome. Devin painting, David painting, painting. I know all the painters, because I did a lot of painting. <laughs> Brian Cook creating a coffee corner with water and heat and drain and all of that kind of stuff. And you guys are just stellar, amazing, amazing people. Thank you for that. Amen. And someday, in Matthew 25, 21, we'll hear his master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. Amen. You've been faithful with a few things. What did I do? I just changed the toilet paper every week at church. What did I do? I just set up chairs. What did I do? I just... 
you know, I, I helped with the safety team or I, I swept or I washed a window. Do you know how important all those things are? Next week, we're going to have all the people that are drinking the funny drinks with the, with the umbrella, and they're going to be in their stateroom, and they're not going to realize all that went on, the thousand crew members it took to get this place painted and cleaned and carpeted, and more carpet, and more carpet, and more carpet. So I take this opportunity to say thank you for making this gospel ship a, a wonderful place. You are the hidden element the engine room crew, and so I thank you. There's three things here that I want to take just five minutes more or so and talk to you about. And that is that this is a new place, it's a beautiful place, and it's a much larger place. It's a new place. And what do you mean a new place? This place was built in the 60s. Don't you love the wooden ceilings? I just love the wooden ceiling. How that feels and that that. I mean, you just don't build buildings out of cinder block and steel and laminate beams like this anymore. So it feels like it's been here for a long time. But for us, it's a new place. It's a new place. We're trying to you know, update everything from the boiler to the air conditioners. A little chilly when I got here this morning. Turn the boiler on. It's just kind of a, it's like throwing an ax. Sometimes you hit the target, sometimes you don't. Do I turn it on at 6? Do I turn it on at 7? Turn it on at 8? Because it's going to start getting warmer, warmer, warmer. I don't want you too hot. I don't want you too cold. I do have a pastoral bone somewhere in my body. It's down in that area. And, 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 and I, I do want it comfortable. So it's like, you know. So we're trying to, but it's a new place for us. And I want you to enjoy it. Even when you, remember when you, even when you buy a used car, it's still a new car. To you, and that is that, that is this for us. And so, I want you to enjoy it. I want you to to look at it and and value it as a new place. It's a beautiful place. Take care of it as if it were your own, because it is. I was uh, what was I doing? Something yesterday. Hannah stopped by. I was doing some touch-up paint over here, and I said. Davina says, I want to paint. I'm like, oh, I'm not putting a paintbrush in your hand, kid. You're crazy. <laughs> Carpet and everything else. But then I thought to myself, this is as much her place as it is mine. And so with great, with great fear and trepidation, I, <laughs> I scraped all the paint off the brush that I could, and I handed it to her, and I pointed a spot on the wall, and I had her paint. And then, proud grandpa, I stepped back, and I took a picture. Because there's going to be a day. 50 years from now, when she has four girls. And she's going to go, my grandpa let me, let me paint on that wall. So it's, a, it's, a, it's your place. Take care of it. Do I want you to have coffee in here? Not necessarily. <laughs> but if you spill a coffee at home, what do you do? You don't say, oh, too bad. You can do that at Applebee's. You do it at Steak and Shake. But this is your house. Because if you don't clean up the carpet, somebody else is going to have to do it for you. So this is your home. Just take care of it. And when I released Jill Cook in the coffee corner to start serving crumbly things again. <laughs> just be careful. That's all I'm asking. It's a beautiful place, right? And it'll stay beautiful. We take care of it. Okay. 
And number three, it's a larger place. Um, it's comfortably full right now. Next week, I'm, even if we have another 25, 30 guests, we're going to be looking at possibly two services soon. You know what that means? We need more engine crew. We need more worker bees. We need more people that are doing all the stuff. And that's good. You know what that means? That means the body of Christ is growing. I mean, what a tragedy it would be is to have a, a larger building and never, never desire to fill it, right? So uh, we're going to do our best to fill it, but I'm only one person, right? That's you. It's your responsibility. I learned this a long time ago. I don't know whether it was a, I don't know whether it was a, um, a, a college professor of mine or not in seminary, but he goes, "You can do your part to grow to grow the church, Eric, but just remember this: you're the shepherd or the under shepherd under under Christ, and they're sheep. Sheep." reproduce sheep. Shepherds don't produce sheep. There's no shepherd out in the field right now giving birth to a sheep. <laughs> Only sheep reproduce sheep. So you say to yourself, wow, you know, there's, there's a seat that's empty next to me today. Guess what? That's your empty seat. It's your responsibility. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors, hey, it's, it's a safe place. It's a, I mean, the, the nursery crew and all of them, the safety checks that they have, have to go through to work with your children, and the security cameras that we have everywhere, we're doing everything we can in, with modern technology to make sure this is a wonderful experience for people that come. But it just can't be another meeting. It has to, the power of God has to be here. The goodness of the Lord through you, inviting your friends. The majority of people in this room today that are saved probably got saved not because they just wandered into a church. It's because somebody invited them. Somebody said, hey, why don't you come out to church with me next week? Hey, come on out to church with me next week. That's all it takes. And uh, you never know. They just might do it. So it's a new place. It's a beautiful place. And it's a larger place. That's our charge. That's our commission. On a personal level, I want you to know that God sees you. So now we're, now, we're not, now we're moving beyond the experience here as the church has grown and those of you that are ministering behind the scenes in a lot of regard. But what about you? God sees all the stuff that you do too in your home with your kids and your family. Just because it's not on News Channel 20, right? And trumpeted. Mom says no to extra snacks after dinner. <laughs> Congratulations, Mom. Dad got kids in bed by 8 o'clock. Congratulations, Dad. No. It's not on News 20, right? But all of those things, God sees that. And he sees your heartache really blessed, really blesses me. I mean, I, I was up there playing guitar and looking out and just enjoying the moment. And then I see, I see Stacy, whose husband just passed away this week. She's down front praising God like it's Christmas morning. I'm like, yeah, yeah. We love you, Stacy. Our hearts are for you, dear. Yeah, yeah. God sees all that. He knows what happens in the midnight hour. And he knows. Whether it's your money problems or your work issues, children, relentlessly needy children, 
right? You know, I've been a parent, I know. It never stops. You'd almost rather have a drippy faucet. Why? 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 And then physical pain? I mean, there, you, pain can really get to you. You know, I've experienced some aches and pains being 60 years old now uh, that I didn't experience when I was 40 years old. You know what I'm saying? And uh, like, wow. <laughs> I hurt myself getting out of bed. You can do that. You know what I'm saying? You start, you're feeling me, right? Yeah. Right. But I'm talking about like that, that nagging pain, the pain that you have that doesn't ever seem to go away. God knows that. He knows that. Sickness, even death. Talking about the hidden element that God knows and he's watching over you. Proverbs 15.3 says, the eyes of the Lord are everywhere. The eyes of the Lord are everywhere. Mike Rowe, Dirty Jobs guy, you know him? Yeah. He just did, he started a show over again. He's, he, I just saw an episode with my wife a couple weeks ago where he's working with the guys who do the steel that go in bridges. I don't know if you saw that or not. But you know how important the seal is that goes into the bridge? And then after it's all beautifully orchestrated and tied together, they just cover it with concrete. You never see it. But you know how important the steel is in a bridge? <laughs> That's what we're talking about talking about all the work, all the hard stuff that happens that no one knows that you do. God sees. The hidden element, it's vital, whether it's a bridge or you're baking a vanilla cake. Two and three three quarters cups of all-purpose flour or more as needed. One cup of white sugar, vanilla extract, salt, three eggs, milk, vegetable oil, and here it is, here it is, get ready. One tiny little tablespoon of baking powder. If you don't have it, you just made a communion wafer. (laughs) Why? Because that's what makes everything rise, right? But it's just so small. It's so insignificant. If I didn't know how things baked and all of these things were out in front of me and I needed to get rid of something, I'd certainly just, just brush that one off the counter. I would, that, that's so small. It's so insignificant. It doesn't even matter. Oh, the Lord says, the eyes of the Lord are everywhere and everything is important. And that little thing that you do at work, that little thing you do at home for your kids or your spouse, The thing that you do at church that no one ever comes up and says, hey, thanks for doing that. Job well done. I wish I could do that every week to everyone that does something, but it's just, it's impossible. But we work as unto the Lord though, right? So we say, okay, all right, I'm doing this because it's important and it's a small thing. Then it may be a small thing to everybody else, but you know what? If you don't have toilet paper in in your stall today, that's kind of important all of a sudden. <laughs> Seems like a small thing, but that's important. Or if I wasn't here at the crack of dawn and turned on the boiler for y'all, it would have been like two weeks ago at the other church. <laughs> we were all sitting in, sitting in 50 degree room, right? It's the little things. It's the little things. And God knows what you're doing. He knows what you're up to. He's thankful and I'm thankful talking about the hidden element. 
You say, well, I, I don't think I'm important. Well, yes, you are important. Uh, I may think my job, it's a hidden job no one sees, God sees. You may think your victories are hidden. Nobody's putting you on New Channel 20. Nobody's giving you a gold medal, but God is keeping account. Your parenting is hidden. You do the right thing long enough, it eventually pays off. That's the motto in everything. And that includes parenting kids. It's not easy. But if you do the right thing long enough, it'll eventually pay off. Your kids will rise up and call you blessed. Your ministry, it's hidden. Yeah, so are those people that don't even recognize the church in Iraq or heaven forbid and some other place. And you think your life is worth nothing, but you are valuable, so valuable that Jesus died for you. That's how valuable you are. I'm a small and significant thing. No, if you were the only person on the face of the earth, the Lord would still come and he would still die for you. The goodness of the Lord, the goodness of the Lord, you cannot overstate how good God is. Are you a good exaggerator? You cannot over-exaggerate how good God is. He loves you. He brought you to this place. And I don't know why you're here. Hopefully because you love the Lord and, and you're looking to grow in your relationship with God. We've got a lot of things planned that are going to take us, uh, you, uh, to the next level spiritually as well, um, educationally and all of those types of things. But it's just not, it's just not always what's between your ears, right? You, there's an experience that God wants you to have, whether it was the woman at the well or the man who got lowered through the open thatched roof and healed by Jesus or, or, or I mean, it's just goes, it's endless on how God wants you to experience his goodness. So, so the reason that we gather here this morning is because of him. Yeah, it's a great building. Yeah, it's a new building. Yeah, it's a fun place. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah, they have good ministries and so on and so forth. But please remember, please remember that God loves you more than anything else. That he's a good God. And no matter what you've done, no matter what you've been through, he loves you. I don't know what you did this past week that makes you feel dirty or unworthy, but all you have to do is go to Jesus and say, Lord, I accept your forgiveness. Wash me with your blood. I need a brand new start. And you know what happens? He swooshes in faster than anything. Because when the enemy comes in, and he does to all of us, then like a flood, the spirit of the Lord comes and raises up a standard against whatever's going on between your ears or in your living room. He loves you. And so this is a place, it's a refuge. This place is a ship. It's a gospel ship. Needs lots of engine crew, and you guys are amazing. And next week when the doors swing wide open, there's a bunch of people you don't know, consider yourself a greeter. Consider yourself an usher. Consider yourself, this is, say, this is, this is my home. Come on in, enjoy yourself. Can I get you, here's where the coffee's at. Let me, let me help you with it. There's a lot of things to know about this place that, you, that you, you may not know right now. Like out those doors right there, bathrooms. You didn't know that, but there's bathrooms right out that door. Yeah, we know, ladies, you have one bathroom here. There's bathrooms there. There's bathrooms upstairs. We're doing the best we can. Lots of fun things. You got friends, uh, uh, Danny um, and uh, Hicks is in, our, is in a wheelchair. He's got his own little VIP section there now. 
<laughs> I don't know if they're going to bring a little carafe of champagne and a whatever happened in there. But he's got his own little special area there. But if you know somebody that's, that's in a wheelchair, invite them. Invite them. Danny is our wheelchair greeter. Their entrance is right back there. That's how they come in and out. It's one level. And then you, through this door has a handicap symbol on it. There's a ramp that'll get them up to the coffee area and, and over there too. So that's, that's what that area is for. So when we finish up here today, I'd like you to just kind of wander around. We're going to have to check the kids out here in a little bit. And I want you to see all that's down there. So the safety team will kind of keep you at bay until most of the kids are, are out. We've got to keep our kids safe, right? So the system there is wonderful. Kids get checked in. They get a sticker. Mom and dad get a sticker. And then that sticker's got to be matched up to get the kid out at the end, right? And then we have to know your phone number because if your kid freaks out, we got to be able to text you, say, your kid's freaking out, come get your kid. <laughs> right? Back in the day, they used to put little numbers up on the screen, you know, and remember that was? That's an eight track, ladies and gentlemen. That's a, that's a cassette tape. Nowadays, we just text everyone, okay? Um, then also, if you uh, don't feel like walking down to the parking uh, area. We have the shuttle bus that will shuttle you down. It takes about 45 seconds to go around the neighborhood is all. So it'll just comes back really, really quick. So we're more than happy to shuttle you in the morning, shuttle you up, and after service shuttle you down. Uh, on the days that it rains or it's inclement weather, we've got tents to erect down there, a tent out here. We've got buckets full of umbrellas that say Destiny Church on them. Imagine that. And so you can walk with an umbrella and, and deposit it down there. Don't take it home. Leave it down there, and we'll use it again next week. Just lots and lots of fun things. So we're very, very grateful to uh, everyone that's, that's helped. Looks like some workers are getting ready to go do their thing right now. There they go. All right. Wonderful. All right, why don't you all stand with me, if you would, please. I'm going to close this in prayer. Cheryl, would you go inform Hannah that we're wrapping things up, please? Thank you. Can I get up here, Aaron, and have light? Is that possible to have light when I'm up here or no? We'll see. All right, so listen, we've got one under our belt now, right? So this is your home. Welcome home. I feel like, who's, what was the Extreme Home Makeover? Remember that? Ty, Ty what's his mug? Bennington, whatever, right? This is it. We, we, we did the best we could in the time that we have. We have some other things to do. Of course, the Fellowship Hall, which is directly below you, that's next on our agenda. The top floor over here, more education space, that's on our agenda as well. There's a lot, lot more to be done. So you eat the elephant one bite at a time. We took a pretty big bite to get in here when we did. And so uh, we'll be doing more things downstairs and upstairs. And if you're willing to help in that, it'll be a blessing. All right. Bow your heads with me. Father, we thank you for this day. And Lord, I know your spirit would be just terribly grieved if we just celebrate all of this and then kind of just leave you out of the process, out of the celebration. So Lord, we celebrate you. We celebrate your goodness right now. We thank you that even when we were broken and acting crazy and being stupid and foolish, that we ran into somebody that told us about you. And it piqued our interest enough to take a step closer. When we did, you met us because you always meet us. 
Lord, there are people in this room today, I'm sure, that need to take a step closer to you. Maybe in, in how they give or how they pray or how they take care of their kids or their singleness. All of those things, Lord, we need your help. So Lord, this is a, a day of a day of conclusion, but it's a day of commencement where we move on to the next thing. And that's telling this city about the love of Jesus. Opening our hearts and being transparent to say, you know what, I, I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see because of your grace. And so if you're in that situation in your own heart today, in your own life, and you're looking to take a step forward and, and in this brand new place to take a fresh step, a new step and say, yeah, this is the day I can mark it down. I'm taking a step closer to the Lord. Then just raise your hand with me this morning, would you? Lord, here we are. We're ready for a new beginning. Restorer of broken walls. Repairer of the breach. Help us to be strong. To be full of faith when persecution comes. To not wither under the strong heat of secularism. Yes, there is a God. And he made you. He loves you. And he died for you. Father, we want to see you on that day. Take us from this safe harbor to heaven when we see you face to face. Our heart is for you, Jesus. Our life is dedicated to you. And now this building is yours. That everything that is done and said here would bring honor to the cross and to your son, Jesus. For it's in his name we pray. Amen. As we conclude this podcast, we want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this message, please consider subscribing to receive our weekly podcast on your device. Check out the show notes for links to our website, more information about this message, or to support our ministry. You've been listening to the Destiny Church 217 Podcast, your place for real, relevant relationships.